Fitness is your ability to cope with and recover from stress. And the best way to level up both your mental and your physical fitness is by making small but powerful changes to your daily habits and routines. With this podcast, I aim to bring you a combination of short educational solo casts and slightly longer conversations I've had with a wide variety of fascinating people. The goal? To help you develop a lifestyle which supports your mental and physical fitness and improves your overall quality of life. My name is Jay Unwin. Welcome to FitBody FitMind. In September 2011, I was just starting my second year as a secondary school science teacher. On September 30th, I had to leave and go home as I wasn't feeling well. Head pounding, shaking, couldn't focus, nausea, extreme tiredness and just, to be honest, felt like crawling into bed and crying. I figured it was some kind of nasty virus. Schools are the worst for that, especially in September when everyone comes back from six weeks off. But after a couple of days, I was no better. After a week, I was no better. I was literally stuck in bed, unable to sleep despite being exhausted, aching, shivering, unable to look after my heavily pregnant wife, unable to even get downstairs and make myself a sandwich. Blood test after blood test, no cancer relapse and also no signs of infection. Or as the doctor put it, there's nothing wrong with you. Well, there quite obviously is though, isn't there? After a few more investigations, my GP suggested, could it be stress? And I said, I don't think so. I don't feel stressed. And my GP explained to me that I didn't necessarily have to feel stressed consciously for underlying stress to be causing some kind of physical manifestation. I found that quite interesting. So I started looking into it a little bit more. And the more I read about stress, the more I realised that this actually could be the answer. I was getting a little bit better by this point and after a month I attempted to go back to work but failed miserably and ended up once again back in bed and this really cemented it for me that there was something going on with regards to my work, with regards to the workload and the stress I was feeling. I was back in bed, I couldn't decorate the baby room and all of that stuff that I'd been looking forward to. As I said, my wife was heavily pregnant. Our daughter, Evelyn, was born on December the 4th and by this point I was out of bed and I was able to help but I was still unable to go back to work. I eventually went back on a phased return after Christmas at the beginning of January after the Christmas holidays but I had to hand my notice in as very quickly I felt myself slipping again. Everything was sliding and I was concerned that I was going to end up back where I started. And now we had this newborn baby on the scene and I was not willing to lose my ability as a dad, my ability to look after my new daughter because of my work. So what is a burnout? Well, it's not a medical condition, but it's a concept. It's to do with chronic stress, which has not been properly managed. It's typically work related, but similar symptoms can happen in other areas of life. It's characterized by exhaustion, mental distance or negativity or cynicism towards your work and reduced effectiveness. Although it wouldn't normally be termed burnout, similar things can happen in relationships, parenting or fitness. In fitness it's called overtraining. According to a recent survey, 22% of people in the UK have experienced job-related burnout. 
602,000 workers, according to a study by the Health and Safety Executive, are suffering from work-related stress, depression and anxiety. And that's resulted in 12.8 million working days lost in the space of a year. Most affected are professional careers, especially health and social care, education, which I've got first-hand experience of, and public administration and defence. But it really can affect anyone. Now, stress, as I always talk about, is inevitable. And not only is it inevitable, but it's also necessary. It's necessary. We need stress in order to develop. We need our systems to be challenged. However, that stress must be managed There are two kinds of stress, acute stress and chronic stress. Acute stress is something we're evolved to deal with, but chronic stress we really aren't set up for. Stress requires recovery. The type and duration of recovery depends on the type and duration of the stress. So different stresses, whether it's a mental stress, an emotional stress, a physical stress, are going to require different types of recovery and the more intense or prolonged the stress is the more intense or prolonged the recovery needs to be. Now just a a case in point around different types of recovery often if it's been emotional or mental work related stress some kind of physical stress can actually be really really good as a means of recovering from that. Often the best cure for some kind of chronic stress, chronic stress being that stress that is just constant, it just doesn't go away, it's unrelenting. Sometimes the best cure for that chronic stress is acute stress. A workout, for example, a cold shower, going on a roller coaster or a bungee jump. I tell you what, if you do a bungee jump, I guarantee you that all of the stresses that you are under, all of that mental pressure is not going to be anywhere near your consciousness. You are not going to be thinking about how many emails you've got to reply to when you are dangling off a bridge. So that kind of acute stress can really release that chronic stress. Now, understanding and management is the key, not avoidance. It's not about reducing stress necessarily. It's not about removing stress or avoiding stress. We're not looking for a stress-free life. What we are looking for is understanding and management. I like to consider emotional stress and mental stress as a workout. If we understand it in terms of it being a workout, we can start to apply the management that we would use in terms of physical stress to our mental stress. So let's look at three things within that. If we understand the stress we're going through as we are going through it, we can dial back when and where we can. If we feel like a workout is too difficult, we can lower the weight. We can drop a few reps off the end of our last set. We can manage the workout based on how we are feeling. Now, if we consider mental stress in the same way, when we're in the middle of that stress, when we're in the middle of that workout, if we feel like it is too much, we need to be able to dial it back a little bit. We may not be able to stop completely. We may not want to stop completely, but we need to know how we can adjust as necessary, how we can scale back, how we can make things a little bit easier on ourselves based on how we're feeling. The second thing is nourishment. Now, I talked about this in terms of the the five pillars of, uh, of lifestyle, but we need to nourish our bodies in a way that allows us to recover from physical workouts. You know, eating to recover, eating for our muscles to 
grow stronger, eating to replenish the glycogen stores within our muscles. But the same goes for mental stress. We need to be nourishing our body with all the nutrients that our brain needs to adapt and and stay fit and stay strong. So we need to make sure we're nourishing our body with the right kinds of food, the right amount of water and breathing effectively. And then the third thing is rest and recovery. We don't want to go into a gym and hammer ourselves for six hours a day, every single day, because it does not give our body a chance to recover. And when we recover, that is when the muscles get stronger. That's when we adapt. That's when our nervous system adapts and we get better at stuff is in the rest period, in the recovery period. So when we are under a lot of mental stress, we need to factor that in. After the stress, you need a period of rest and recovery, the same as you would with a workout. So if we take those three principles and apply those to our stress in our work environment, for example, then we can start to control and start to manage how we work that stress around our needs. We can't get rid of the stresses, we can't get rid of our workload necessarily, but there are little ways and little changes we can make which can improve things for us. Everyone's in a different situation, so if you're under this kind of stress, if you're under this kind of pressure, then you need to look at what you can specifically do in your specific circumstances. I can't tell you what to do because I don't know the ins and outs of where you are right now and what your commitments are, but you do. And when you reflect on this, this is going to become more clear and you're going to see the places that you can take back those little bits of control. So reflect on those things and see where you can understand, where you can dial back how you can nourish your body. Are you looking after yourself and allowing yourself to recover by giving your body the ingredients and the building blocks that it needs to build your body and build your mind? And are you allowing yourself adequate rest and the right kind of rest, the good quality rest and time to recover? Could you improve your sleep, for example? Prevention is better than cure. So if fitness is the ability to cope with and recover from stress, then it is the antidote to burnout. Don't wait until you burn out to make changes. Make those changes now to reduce your risks going forward. So please consider what I've shared and revisit the five pillars in episode two to work out where you could improve your lifestyle and manage those stresses and those pressures that you are under much more effectively. Thank you for listening to Fit Body, Fit Mind with me, Jay Unwin. If you aren't already connected with me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook, then you can find all the links in the podcast description or on my website at fitbodyfitmind.online. Until next time, stay fit, stay well and have fun.